All right, we're going to do something fun this morning. I really felt like the Lord wanted us to make some room uh, to let him operate. Jeff, Tim, I want you to help me out, brother. Come on up here. Uh, Give Jeff a a hand. Appreciate Jeff. Hold on to that, will you? I just put uh, Gorilla Glue in your palm before I put that in there, which means that will not leave your hand. No matter if people pull on it, it will not leave your hand for the next few minutes. All right. I'm going to come over here. David, I want your help as well. Give David a hand. Looking good today. I'm putting Holy Spirit crazy glue on your palm, and there we go. That's stuck in your hand. And so here's what we're going to do. I want to give an opportunity for people just to pop up like popcorn and just to give God thanks. I don't want you to preach because we're going to get to that in a moment. Uh, And the reason that that is in somebody else's hand is so that you don't get inspired and start running through the sanctuary and doing whatever you had in mind to do. But I do want you to share to the point, like popcorn, y'all know what popcorn does? It doesn't pop repeatedly. Like once it pops, it popped, and then it was over, all right? So you're going to pop. And I want you to just share, uh, again, the goodness of the Lord. What, what are you thankful for this year? And what kind of gratitude do you have that you just want to release to the Lord as it relates to the body of Christ, as it relates to what God's done in your life or your heart? Um, how many know it's a good thing to give thanks and to give praise? Uh, and so we want to take some mo- a moment to do that. And then we're going to wrap up our time this morning with uh, some renewing of our covenant with the Lord and taking communion together. So uh, who wants to start? Just slip your hand up, and I'm going to have these guys bouncing back and forth. Greg, kick us off. I can take it. I'm grateful. Good job, Jeff. Good job. I was just seeing. <laughs> he's trying it out. He's trying it out, but that, that's good. Greg. See, now you just made me take longer. <laughs> I'm grateful for our seventh grandchild and for another one coming. Come on. Is that a prophecy? <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> It is a re- it's a reality. Awesome. Amen. Legacy. Somebody, um, we're going to bounce back and forth, so keep your hand up. Yeah, I'm just telling you, second service is not going to be less thankful than first service. All right, first service, it was everywhere. I mean, exploding. All right. I'm, th- I'm thankful for God's provision, how he's always faithful, um, and the times I can't provide, he always does. Yeah. Amen. Good word. Good word. Charlie, I'm thankful for my family and my new family. Amen. We're glad you're here, my friend. They're coming. They're coming. All the way in the back there, Jeff, and then we'll come up front. I'm thankful for a church that preaches faith over fear. Come on. Amen. I'm thankful for my life group and for the people that have supported me this year. It's been a rough year. Amen. Praise the Lord for relationships. I don't know if anybody said it in the first service, but we ought to say it here. I'm thankful for my pastor and all of the people that make up my church and what it's about. I'm grateful for every one of you, and I'm thankful to the Lord for you. Thanks for all the years, Noel. We've been in covenant a long time. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, brother. Over here. Yeah, I'm thankful for a clear vision of my family's future. Amen. Good word, John. 
I'm thankful for finding living stones for Pastor and uh, for the healing and all the prayers for my family who's been ill and, and now are well. So I appreciate it. Thank Amen. You. Your mama who is now coming out, your brother who's coming out. Hallelujah. Good word. Jay. I'm thankful for my job because I lost my job in about uh, April, June time frame between there and then only to get the job that I've always wanted with pay increases and all kinds of opportunities. So I'm just really blessed in that. Amen. Amen. Good word. I'm thankful that I'm cancer-free, uh, to be free. But most important, I'm thankful that my grandson, who I love dearly, has found a great church home. Thank Amen. you, everybody. Amen. I'm thankful for my church family and also even the marriage class, my pastor, and helping heal our marriage and thankful for bringing my family together. Come on. I, I just want to interject. I hope, I hope you're listening to these testimonies because it's talking about folks going through a difficult year and having life groups rally around and provide support, going through getting your marriage healed and what God's doing through the marriage ministry. I just want you to see when you get connected, good things happen. Life change happens and, and you get strength for the journey. So I, I, here between the lines, because there's a lot of great ministry happening all throughout the church, seven days a week, uh, but it comes from people getting connected. So Barbara. Uh I am thankful for all the growth opportunities here at Living Stones, but especially the Roar Bible School. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm really thankful for a husband who has really stepped up to lead our family this year and has is leaving a job where there's job security but passivity to start his own business. And I really believe this is what God has for him, and I'm really proud of him. Come on. I'm thankful for being healed. I had plantar fasciitis in one foot and a broken toe in the other. I was healed instantly and um, at a revival this summer. And then two weeks later, I broke both of these fingers, and I prayed, and, and God healed both of them instantly. And you got your husband healed earlier in the year, too. Mr. Stud Muffin right there. Hey, how many of you are believing we're going to see more and more of the move of the Holy Spirit, the water level rising, and I, I'm believing God for greater things than ever in 2022, so praise the Lord. I just want to say that I'm thankful for uh, this beautiful facility and the people who give. We're part of a uh, homeschooling group that you guys just, just build up your uh, palaces here on earth, but that you turn them back over and open them up to the community. It's really a blessing. Amen. Hey, some of you don't know... But we have two homeschooling groups that meet here, and I don't know about you, but during a year when COVID craziness was opening, closing, masks, no masks, vaccines, everything else, to have a place where students could study and learn in an environment that was free and open, what a blessing! And hey, guess what? Our policies have not changed, because we don't have any. All right, that's awesome. All right. Um, I'm thankful we had a, uh, our first great-grandson was born this week, um, Colton, and I'm thankful for the healing of my granddaughter, Savannah, and also thankful for Men's Encounter. Yes. It has changed my life. 
I have found a new identity of who I really am. Nice. Come on. Hey, pregnant, pregnant pause right there again, too. Uh, it shows you, number one, you've known the Lord for many, many years. But here's the good news. There's always more of the Lord to experience. So stay thirsty, my friends. Stay hungry, my friends. And stay pursuing the Holy Spirit. Because the patriarch of, that, of, of the Paul family got rocked at the encounter. We got another encounter, a set of encounters coming up this year. Uh, and I want to say, come on out. There, you, there's never... Never uh, do we ever master our understanding or appreciation or encounter with Jesus. There's always more, which is so exciting. Mr. Prince. Yes, Pastor Ron. <laughs> Can I grab the mic? No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, we've been here about a year and a half, um, and I'm thankful for this year that this is a place, as you were speaking to, that creates that hunger and that thirst uh, in us. No matter where we came from, some of us came back from, from wounded, broken. Some, some of us were just dry. Some of us were just worn out. Um, some, some of us were in just places where they just took and they didn't just give back. And this is a place of, I, I just feel, this, it's got a spirit of multiplication on it. And that speaks to def many different levels. We speak to the building. Uh, we speak to missions. We speak to um, training and equipping and giving people back. It speaks to the relationships we have with people. And I just feel like... Um, for us and my family, um, it's just been a healing and it's been just a, a real miracle. And I don't say that lightly. Um, I've been around and this is a real place of miracles and not just physical and spiritual, but, but wholeness. It speaks of wholeness of this place. And we, we, we thank you, Pastor Ron, for cultivating and sacrificing and raising up leaders and continue, and continue uh, that progression so that even after you're gone, this thing's going to keep on running. And Amen. bring glory to God. Amen. So we're thankful. Thank you, Bob. Amen. <laughs> Too close. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful that um, God never gives up on us. Yes. Um, that uh, never gave up on me, and it's brought me to uh, this church, um, men's group, marriage ministry, encounter, um, a lot of good guys walking with me. So um, that's it. Welcome home, buddy. Glad you're here, Mike. <clears throat> Jeff. I'm grateful for the men and women in my small groups. It's a lot of me that's living life with me. And I'm extremely grateful for my wife who's lived through some pretty hard times to be the, the next week will be our year, one year anniversary. It's the best married year of my life. Come on. All right, hold on, David. Another pregnant pause. We got to pause. These stories are amazing. Yeah, your guy's story. <laughs> when they came here, their relationship was all, uh, let's just say, out of order. Not God-blessed. And so good truth, great love, hard conversations. And here's what I say, too. Sometimes people can't handle the truth. They can't handle the truth. And they run out the door, or they get offended, or they go to another church that's just not going to ruffle their feathers and going to let them live in their mess. But these guys... I just, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for, uh, yeah, there we go. Thanks for trusting. Thanks for letting people love you. Thanks for, thanks for looking at the Bible and seeing what it says and going, yeah, that applies to me. And you embraced it. And then we had to have this little risk to see if this romance was, gonna, was made from heaven and was going to work. And one of the greatest joys, I'm telling you the truth, one of the greatest joys in four decades of ministry was watching you guys 
tie the knot and watching how much you're crazy about this woman now because you chose to honor God and a culture that could care less about holiness and purity and all these things, you chose to do it God's way. And you're one of those happily ever after stories that, that uh, I am grateful for. So, amen. Okay. I'm, I'm thankful also for Pastor and his wife and his mom for the zeal of which you is so contagious and comes to us. But I'm also grateful a year ago, my husband was in the hospital. He didn't have a good diagnosis with COVID. And not only did he come out miraculously, not even on oxygen, but then they tried to pin a diagnosis of COPD on him. And when he came home and told me that, of course, I couldn't go to the doctor with him. They wouldn't let me in. I, we took our hands together and we said, you know what? We don't receive that. In the name of Jesus, we do not receive that. The next time he went, the doctor kept looking, listening to his lungs, looking at his paper, listening to his lungs, and he says, I don't hear anything. And we said, and then they say, well, how do you, you know, how, what did you do? We prayed. Amen. And, and we took authority over it, and he is the picture of health now. Come on. I might add, quite handsome and looking very healthy this morning. Not that I have a bias for bald heads, but you know, it's looking good. Well, I'm thankful. Uh, the way I found Living Stones is I needed another uh, night of fellowship, another night of CR, because I was broken. Mm. Um, I'm thankful for CR. I'm thankful for the leadership here. I'm thankful for my band of brothers around here. Um, really miss <laughs> Really missing Joe. Yeah, uh, Alisea. He was the first one that held my feet to the fire. And I've had a lot of brothers here, and we don't sugarcoat stuff here. Um, I've had a combat mind. I'm a hundred percent retired from the army, but having brothers telling me. And reiterating, I never fully let go and uh, let God until I got to Living Stones. I finally felt like I was out of combat, uh, no longer deal with PTSD, no longer deal with depression. I think, um, well, I don't want to call them out, but uh, I think. God, for the transparency of those that are broken to tell their story yeah. so we could grow, see them grow yeah. and witness the glory of God, that all things are possible through him who strengthens us. Amen. And now I feel like God has led me to testify to other combat veterans that the stuff that we had to go through and live through, that wasn't of God, that was of our, our own. And seeing some of the guys have that breakthrough from the Holy Spirit is just phenomenal and i'm thankful for the men in the church that basically brought me back to life and say hey you know you don't have to claim all the disabilities um i was in a wheelchair told i never walk again by the grace of god i am Come on. um by the grace of god this past year i beat covid pneumonia which was unheard of with my underlying issues but by the glory of god and by the strength of the church family you know you know, it's just been amazing. Amen. So Good word, Michael. My life. Amen. Good word. Good word. Well, I grew up in religion, so I am very, very thankful for the power of the Holy Spirit. 
um, when you receive the baptism um, delivered now out of mental illness, bipolar disorder, PTSD, um, and emotional trauma from being um, sexually abused and, and severely bullied. But as long as we keep our eyes on Jesus, there's always glory after the storm. So I'm so grateful for the Holy Amen. Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. do that that's <laughs> all right i want to thank this church for having prayer partners after the service yeah a month ago one month ago i dropped a 20 pound weight on my big toe the last two weeks i came up here for prayer and i'll tell you i am pain free when i was waking up in the middle of the night pain undescribable I'm back doing aerobic classes. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jeff. I'm thankful for my husband's family for showing me what God's love truly is. Amen. Amen. That's another great love story right there. That's, that's for another time. I'm thankful to this church. Uh, we don't go here anymore, but um, when we were young, my husband and I met each other probably 28 years ago here, got married here, um, went to marriage class, and prepared us for 27 glorious years of marriage and our family. And I can you know, see the church gone through hard times and come out stronger in the, in the end, and even um, helping my sister and her husband to come back together again, so that's really awesome. Come on, and another great love story right here on the front row, still being written. Welcome home, by the way. We love you guys. Good to see you. Yes, sorry. So, praise the living Jesus. We thank God that God led us to this place. There are several churches around this area, and when we were relocating here, we prayed that God should choose a place for us, and he chose this place for us. To God be glory. Amen. Hey, we're grateful too. Grateful for you. Okay, I'm um, just thankful for the Lord for his constant reminder that we are never alone. Amen. The community of young women has literally grown so much this year, and the community of young women in this church, and we have learned to love each other. We've learned to pray with each other, not just telling each other that we're going to pray for each other. We've learned to pray with each other. We learned to just grow together and just constant, just phone calls, texts, just always being there together and um, just constantly reminding each other that we're never alone. Yeah. No matter what the enemy says, like we have each other, we have the Lord, we have that sure foundation. And it's honestly like changed my life. It's changed so many people's lives. I'm just so thankful. Amen. Love the Sedlowski's. I just want to thank Jesus for answering a prayer of my heart of bringing my family together for nine and seven years. Amen. Amen. All right, a couple more. I am just thankful. I'll keep this simple, but the fact that I am a new creation, I'm, the old is gone and the new has come. <laughs> yes. God, just for the forgiveness of sin. Yes. It's just so amazing to me. Yes. And uh, 
yeah, this is not religion, like one lady was saying over here. This is not. This is so different, you know, hearing testimonies um, in a in a body like this. And this is not religion. This is a relationship with Jesus. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Anybody thankful that you're saved today? Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> when we put the sticks out, when we were doing before we did the spine. When uh, before we did the bulldozing, when you got on there, Lord help us. Thank you. Nobody got. <laughs> yeah. um, no, we got to put a name on uh, one of our sticks, and the gentleman that I've been praying for and put the stick in the ground, he just started coming to Living Stones the last couple months, and he started talking about how he's been convicted, and just like getting around a uh, body of believers, getting around men, getting. He's like, I want to get in life group when they start up. Um, that's been huge. I think that's really a testimony of the Holy Spirit moving in people's lives when we didn't see it happening. Amen. Um, and the second thing is thankful for the doctors surrounding my sister and my brother-in-law. Um, I became an uncle the last couple weeks, uh, two weeks ago. Um, so they delivered uh, my baby niece about two weeks ago and about three and a half weeks early. So thankfully that she was delivered healthy and she's uh, healthy. Amen. Amen. I want to pause here with Kevin too. What Kevin was referring to about stakes in the ground was when we had the groundbreaking for that foyer. And we realized it's not about bricks and mortar. It's about the people who's, whose lives are going to be impacted and who will be out in that foyer. So some of you are answers to people's prayers. But we literally wrote on, on flag sticks. We, we, we did a special ceremony out in the foyer when it was just drywall. People wrote names of people they were praying for for salvation. That Those walls out there are covered in paint now, but underneath that paint is Scripture from wall to wall is the Word of God written on, on those uh, walls, which is amazing. And guess what? What's going to happen in 2022? We're going to be writing on some new walls. We're going to be digging, breaking some new ground. We're going to be pulling out some new stakes. And, and some of the people that you're praying for and believing God for, their names will be on there. And you'll be standing up at the end of 2022 giving God glory for people in your family that come to know Christ or for breakthroughs that you're praying for. So praise the Lord for that. Jeff, are you ready? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Um, I am grateful for God's sense of humor, um, <laughs> his grace and mercy when I mess up, and also for his provision, not just um, you know financially, which he always does, but just um, relationally, spiritually, and I feel like he gave me this church just so, I'd, like this was my provision. Amen. We're glad he gave you to us. We love you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. I am grateful for the vibrant support of this church family here. We've been, about a year and a half ago, we arrived, um, and it's fantastic. As I give it two steps with it, obviously, first, God's gathering us from a variety of different backgrounds with it. But as you say, as we see, things are coming. And so if we have to be ready for what's coming, he also has to grow us. So that's where a lot of us, I feel like, are right now is going through that growing time, which if he stretches us, it hurts. But if we're with people and where our eyes are on him and what he wants to do through our lives, um, that's the, the exciting part about the journey and looking forward to what's coming. And I do appreciate the support of the church family and everyone here as we all focus on Christ. Amen. Thank you, Dan. Maybe one more. All right, we got everybody? I saw it. I thought he saw it. Uh, I just wanted to say I'm thankful for my daughter, who definitely saved my life. Um, 
and thankful for my best friend who brought me to this church and his family who's been so supportive and the people they've introduced me to. It's been very hard becoming a single mom and just getting used to everything, so I'm very thankful for all of them and all of you guys for just being so accepting of us, and it just means a lot. Amen. Good, good report. Good report. Monica, was that you? Oh, sorry. I'm going to take it. It's a teacher in me. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm just so thankful for you, Pastor, that you're submitted to God, that you hear from the Holy Spirit, and that you aren't afraid to have a big vision and a big dream and go with God. And so I'm excited to get behind that. And uh, I'm just thankful for the body. I'm thankful for all the relationships we have here. Um, we have grown so much, and I'm just so grateful for all the people who kick me in the pants when I need it and encourage me and love me and uh, that I can share that with others, too. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Monica. And thank you, guys. It is good to give thanks unto the Lord. And if I could tell you one thing about guarding your heart, above all else, guard your heart. Out of it flow the issues of life. We have to guard our hearts all the time. Let me just mention this. Um, it happened first service, not so much this service, but there were people who stood up and, and honored the Lord even in the death of a loved one in a, in a church family our size. You know, every, every story doesn't end the way we always want it to end in our, our understanding. I do believe God's endings are all good, and someday we will rejoice at His wisdom and His kindness and His goodness. But I mean, you know, it's good to get practice worshiping not only on the mountaintops, but worshiping and giving thanks in the valleys, even when we don't don't understand it or we don't like it. We have had precious folks go home to be with the Lord. You know, Mike, you talked about uh, Joe Alisea, a pillar of the house, a general in the house. We've had family members, loved ones uh, from our church. It's been a rough year. Um, but even in the loss of people, we use the word loss because that's our side, but how many you know it's heaven's gain? I, I shared something on my Facebook uh, of an article that I read this week that really touched me, brought me to tears as I was thinking of, of my own family members who have gone home to be with the Lord. And they said, you know, that empty seat around your table on the earth's realm is a seat that's been filled in the heavenly realm around Jesus' table. And if you could imagine Christ is going to be hosting a, an amazing celebration feast for all of us as he's waiting for you to take your place, there is incredible joy in heaven when one more seat is filled from the Lord's vantage point. He's rejoicing that someone just came home from our vantage point. Sometime it hurts because we've got an empty seat. But it helped me shift my perspective and realize the Lord has a seat with my name on it. and He's got a seat with your name on it. He's really, really excited about when we come home and when we're going to meet him and take our place at that table. So for those that have taken their place, we celebrate your life. We're grateful to God for you, and we pray for those of you that are still walking through those seasons of grief uh, that the Lord would comfort you. But let me give you some help here. Thanksgiving and worship at all times is part of the solution to getting your heart free and staying free. And how many of you really believe that even in the, in the most difficult seasons of life, there's a supernatural joy that's available to us if we'll go after God? I say supernatural because that's exactly what it is. It's not natural. It, it transcends the natural. That's what the Holy Spirit brings us. I want you to open up your Bibles this morning, the time that we have left. We're going to celebrate communion together. And let me just say, if you on the way in, if you didn't get uh, the communion elements, raise your hand because we've got some ushers that will help you out. Uh, so keep your hand up until you, you get this. I want to make sure we're all ready to, to celebrate together. But I'm actually going to read this morning from uh, Ephesians chapter 5. 
Ephesians chapter 5. As you know, we've been in a, a great series called Matters of the Heart, Guarding Your Heart Through the Seasons of Life. And, uh, and I'm going to end this series today, uh, fitting that we're wrapping up the last Sunday of 2021. I think it's a perfect message as we leave for uh, one year and get ready to, to step into another one. Uh, look what it says in verse 15. This is for, uh, Ephesians 5 verse 15. It says, so be careful how you live. How many of you know when the, when the Holy Spirit tells us to be careful how you live, it should kind of put a pause where we put the brakes on and we examine our lives. And I just want to say this loudly and clearly. My dad used to preach this every year. Uh, make sure how you leave this year determines how you enter next year. And so don't leave this year with loose ends, with baggage, Okay. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper here, and I can't think of a better time to do a little Rolodex, you know, kind of scroll through your heart, and to make sure that the most important area that I'll throw out to you is the area of unforgiveness. Don't go into 2022 with unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart when the very blood that we're going to be remembering that Christ shed for us was so that you and I could be forgiven and born again. Why would we carry that garbage with us into 2022 and set the year up with a curse instead of a blessing? So the Bible starts off saying, be careful how you live. And I just want to encourage all of us here, let's not live sloppy lives. Let's not live carnal lives. Let's not live lives of compromise. Let's live holy lives. Let's, let's pursue the Lord. In fact, we're going to start off this year, as we do every year, just believing that there's more of the Lord to be enjoyed, that there's more of Him to be experienced, that we're not going to be satisfied with living like the rest of the world. Can I get an amen on any of this? You with me? In other words, be careful how you live, because how you live matters. It matters to God. And Paul here gives us three don'ts, and I want you to listen to these don'ts. First one, how is this in plain language? Don't live like a fool. Anybody have a problem understanding the, that verse, all right? Don't be foolish. Don't live like a fool. Well, what does Paul mean here? He says, but, uh, but live like a wise person. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. So that's a good word for us. And that's why some of you have, have complimented myself or the church as being, hey, we're going to move forward in faith. But let's make the most. In other words, here's what we're saying. We only go around once this side of eternity. Let's maximize our existence for the glory of God. Let's not be guilty of believing God for too little. Let's be guilty of trying to believe God for too much, which you all know is impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. So how many of you know it's, a, I'm going to give you some strong language here. It's actually sinful to go into 2022 with a low vision. Because we serve such an amazingly great God. So let's go into 2022. And the Lord says, what, what is our responsibility before God? It's real simple. Believe. Just believe that God wants to rock your world, your family's world, that he wants to do great things in you. Believe. That's, that's, that's all the Lord's asking from us. Amen? Believe. Don't live like fools. Make the most of every opportunity. Here's the second don't. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Can, can I encourage all of us? Let's make sure we join his agenda and we're on mission with Jesus. In other words, find out who you are and how, why God's called you and what he's called you to be and do. Partner with the local church, all right, in the mission of Jesus and know why you're here. Don't, in other words, don't live thoughtlessly. Just don't go through like, uh, like you're on uh, autopilot, okay? Look at the third don't. It's in verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, and I'm going to tell you this. 
I encourage you all, as we launch into the new year, to be completely inebriated with the Holy Spirit. I encourage you to go after God so much, be so hungry for a fresh outpouring, a fresh anointing, a fresh sense of the presence of God, that there's only one thing that God says is okay for you to be drunk with, that's with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with Him to overflowing. So you go, Pastor, are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I'm encouraging you to go after the presence of Jesus. Hunger for the glory of God. Hunger to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hunger for more. In fact, I dare you to come out here on the first two nights of the year because I'm praying that you all get schnockered with the Holy Ghost. I pray you're all so drunk, you're falling on the ground, you can't get up. We have to carry your body out of here, your way to God's glory. So you're saying, oh my gosh, what kind of meeting is that going to be? I dare you, come on out and find out. Some of you are wondering, is Pastor being serious? I know you can't have too much of the Holy Ghost. And the more you get, the better it is. So we're going to hunger not to be drunk with wine. We're not going to try to inebriate ourselves and try to anesthetize ourselves with alcohol or other things to take away the pain. How about this? How about this? How about admit that you're broken and just let Jesus heal you? And then you don't have to be drunk in the world's way or high in the world's way. You can get your heart healed. And then you'll just be a happy little Holy Spirit drunk, and it doesn't cost money. There's no headache. You don't have to hug a toilet the next morning while you puke. It's great. All right. I didn't plan on sharing any of that, but it's coming up. (laughs) Verse 19. I know my wife likes this kind of preaching. Come on. Verse 19. This is the sign of a healthy heart, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself and making music to the Lord in your hearts. How many of you know a happy heart is a singing heart? It's a heart that makes music. And I just want you to check the condition of your heart. Is there music coming out of your heart? That's a good, it's a good sign of whether your heart's healthy. Or is there curse words coming out of your heart? Is there anger coming out of your heart? Is there frustration coming out of your heart? What's coming out of your heart? Because what comes out of your heart is a sign of your heart's health. I mean, you know, when you're singing and you're making melody and there's joy in your heart, it's a sign that there's health in there. In fact, look what it says in verse 20. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe how thankful we are reveals the true health and condition of our souls. And when we're moving in gratitude, which is a, fu- a fruit of humility, and we learn to cultivate thanksgiving, listen to me, I literally believe you attract the favor of God and the blessing of God on your life. Because how many of you know when you're, when you're making a melody to the Lord and you're declaring the praise of God and you're moving in a spirit of faith, the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please God. Uh, and what we believe or don't believe really matters. And you know what? If you live a life of unbelief, it's not that God doesn't love you or that God's not trying to work in your life. It's just that he can't. Isn't it amazing? The Bible actually says that the one thing that limited what God wanted to do was the unbelief of the people. Remember that passage where Jesus said, I wanted to bless you guys like crazy. I could only do a few measly miracles because nobody believed. So how many of you know how we conduct ourselves is important to God? And I'm, I'm just double-dog dare you. If you'll, if you'll cultivate a spirit of thanksgiving, 
Watch how, number one, your perspective changes, but watch how God's movement, the Holy Spirit's movement in your life grows. Because I told you before, remember, it's like that garden hose. When you crimp the garden hose through unbelief, remember Zechariah a couple weeks ago, you crimp the garden hose, you not only stop the flow of the blessing of God and the supernatural in your life, but you literally set your future up for a dry and barren place because the water just stopped. So just worship. Keep giving thanks. Keep giving praise. Some of you are in a battle today. You know what? We're not leaving. We're going to take communion right now. We're going to celebrate covenant. And then we are going to pray for people today that need a touch from God in your life, all right? We're going to keep believing and believing and believing and believing and believing because faith pleases the Lord. Are you all with me? Now, check this out. I want you to get your uh, communion opened up here and get, get the bread in your hand. I find this interesting as we're wrapping up this morning. Verse 23 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord, Paul speaking, on the night when Jesus was betrayed. How many of you think on the good, bad scale that was pretty bad? On the night Jesus was betrayed. I don't know of anything darker or gloomier than the night Jesus himself has experienced betrayal from those who he loves and he's, he's counting on, all right? So on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and he gave thanks to the Lord. So how many of you know on his darkest night, Jesus is modeling for us something really important. He's guarding his heart and he's worshiping and giving thanks to God. So he's breaking that bread. And I want us to do this right now. I don't know what situation you're in, but I want us to... to, Take that bread in our hands, which represents, again, the broken body of Jesus, nailed to that cross, beaten beyond recognition for us. Sinless Lamb of God, slaughtered on behalf of His covenant people. That's us. So let's go ahead and take this bread, and and let's partake of it. And Lord, as we do that, we thank You. We're mindful that this covenant that You made with us is costly, and it's powerful, and it cost Your Son His life. And Jesus, we thank you for hanging on that cross for us and for worshiping your way all the way to your destination. Lord, giving thanks to your Father for the privilege of being the Lamb of God. The Bible goes on and says here, verse 23 or 25, in the same way he took the cup of wine after the supper and he said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. It is an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Now this is profound, and I want us to think about what we're doing here so we don't get religious, and so we stay connected to Jesus. This picture of the blood of Christ that we hold in our hands reminds us that covenant is costly. It cost Jesus his life. He gave his blood for you. If anybody in this room has not submitted their life to Christ, I'm telling you today, this is a powerful picture of somebody, a man named Jesus Christ who loved you and gave his life for you so much so he shed his blood, beaten beyond recognition, slaughtered, the Bible says, slaughtered for us. And that's what he did because he loves you. So if there are people here today that don't know the Lord, please don't take communion because it's a covenant meal. But here's my invitation to you. You can come into the family right now by just simply saying, Jesus, I repent of my sin. And Jesus, I believe you did this for me. And Jesus, be my Lord and be my Savior and be my King. And if you pray that prayer right now, right where you're sitting and you mean it, something supernatural happens in your life and you're transformed by the power of God. 
and you become a covenant member. Here's why. You say, Pastor, why are you so excited about the future? Here's why. Because every promise of God in the Bible is yes and amen because of Jesus, because I'm a covenant partner with Christ. This is awesome. Jesus is my big brother. How about you? He's your big brother if you're in Christ. Every promise in Christ is ours. All that Jesus accomplished for us so that he can say now that if God be for you, who can be against you? How many know God is for every covenant member who's in Christ Jesus? Pastor, why are you excited about 2022? Because I'm in Christ and I'm in covenant with him. And he's working out his purposes and his agenda through his church. And so when we drink, we drink and we toast to all that Christ has done for us. This is a, a celebration meal of all that Jesus did for us. So let's partake of the blood of Jesus Christ right now, shed for us to make covenant with God Almighty. Thank you, Lord, for your shed blood. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now I want you to make it personal. I want you to make it personal right where you're at. Just begin to thank the Lord for a personal relationship, a covenant relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Thank him for all the riches of what Christ purchased for us that comes with that. Some of you that are dealing right now even with physical situations and, and need of healing in your body, Lord, we just thank you for the shed blood that provides healing, that you were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity, that the chastisement for our peace came upon you, and by your stripes, Lord, we thank you that you heal us, and that healing was in the ministry of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we pray for bondage to be broken. We pray for bodies to be healed. Lord, we're believing you for dramatic reversals in people who are dealing with life-threatening illnesses even now in our church family. We say by the blood and power in Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, you heard the testimonies of, of a handful of people today, of second service, but Lord, we thank you that there will be testimony coming up from planet Earth around the globe of people who have been touched by the power of the gospel and by the power of the blood of Jesus. So Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over our church family right now. And we ask you, Lord, as we move forward this week and approach a brand new year, we, we dedicate it to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Stand to your feet with me right now. Let's, let's lock hands with a neighbor right now, just as a sign of uh, unity. Grab a hold of your husband, wife, family member, friend, but join hands across this place. This is what the Lord spoke about those that were building the Tower of Babel. He said that because of their unity and agreement, nothing would be impossible for them. And these were not godly people. These were, these were wicked people. And that's what was true over wicked people who came together in unity. So, Father, how much more true is the anointing of the Holy Spirit released over your people when we come together in a spirit of unity. God, help us cultivate gratitude and thanksgiving. Help us to love well. Help us to love you well with great passion and enthusiasm and integrity, Lord. And help us to love these people around us with the same passion. Jesus, build a mighty church for yourself, not just here, but all the body of Christ in this region, Lord, and around the world. Thank you for pastors. Thank you for congregations, Lord, in this community that are preaching the gospel and loving your people. We pray blessing on them, O Lord. 
And God, I just pray that the water level of the Holy Spirit would rise in Crown Point, Indiana, that it would flood everyone, that every person in this region would experience a supernatural move of the Holy Spirit. God, that 2022 would be beyond our wildest dreams, exceedingly, abundantly, beyond and above all that we could ask or think for your glory, Lord. God, do crazy, awesome things. Save people, Lord. Uh, Fill people with your Spirit. Heal people. Set people free from addictions. Restore broken marriages, God. Rebuild families. Lord, all the things that you do to love people so well. Lord, we just pray more, 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 more in 2022. God, fill us with such expectation. And Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you for the cross, Jesus. Thank you. You'll never leave us or forsake us. Thank you for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And thank you for every promise in your word. So Jesus, as we go here, launch us out into our community. Help us to make a massive impact. Help us to love people well. And Lord, we're believing you for a harvest that's greater than we've ever experienced. Thank you, Lord, for these promises. And thank you for this morning. And thank you for every person here. We give you the glory and the honor now in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Let's honor the Lord.